Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Tin Cup. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. And of course, with me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how are you doing today? You know, I can't complain. Bit tired because of all the rain going on right now, but not bad. Yep, hoping uh, to hoping to close on a house here yep. in the near future. Crazy um, market that we're dealing with, that's why yeah. I, I don't envy you there. Yeah, be be glad you don't envy me on that. Uh, waiting to hear on if I'm going under contract on a house here. Uh, submitted the offer today, so should hear by Monday, hopefully. Right. Andy, I've got to say, this uh, podcast might be taking off soon. I'm hoping to be able to throw a bunch of money at marketing here in the near future because uh, just the, I think it was yesterday um, – my Dogecoin really popped, Andy. Really? I gotta tell you, I, I'm sure. I know you're a big finance guy. You're always yeah. following the crypto and all the different stuff. And, and I, I threw in a hundred bucks, or it was like ninety five bucks, a couple uh, a couple months back on Doge. Coins. And uh, yesterday it was up to like five hundred dollars. You know, from what I bought, and it, it didn't. Uh, that was the high. It dropped back down a little <laughs> bit more. But I'm hoping that we can just really ride this wave and really yeah. uh, make some money, and then we can throw some marketing ride uh, it cash. To the moon. Yeah, we can exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Too bad you didn't get on GameStop. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I should have gotten involved in it, but uh, I, I did not. So I was like, oh, you never know. Doge could be the next Bitcoin. It's worth gambling 100 bucks on it and see if I can make it Let's big. It. But uh, if we make it big and uh, with that, uh, we're definitely going to throw some marketing money at, uh, at Distilled Discussions to make sure our, our podcast goes to the moon yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, of course, we're not going to uh, just keep chatting. Uh, we hope everyone else else out there has had a great uh, week and we're really excited about this one of course we've transitioned into uh, American whiskeys and we've decided for the next yeah. couple weeks or next few weeks depending on what all we can get our hands on we, uh, we, are, the we, Rockies. we are going to do yeah we, like Andy said we're going to hit up the Rockies we're going to hit uh, get some uh, mountain uh, Rocky Mountain whiskey in us we're going to head on out to the great beautiful state of Colorado and do several uh, you know whiskeys out there in that area so this is our first uh, we're going to do one this week and definitely one next week and hopefully we'll keep the train rolling a little bit out there in the west and um, without further ado Andy why don't we go ahead and jump right on in and tell everyone what they need to know about tin cup whiskey of course uh, tin cup you know again is one of the newer brands I feel like most brands that dang near outside of Kentucky and Tennessee are all relatively new within the last decade to decade and a half you know kind of with all the the uh, bourbon boom that we're seeing in America at least um Rocky Mountain Water, cut with yeah. Mount, Rocky Mountain Water. Yeah, um, and so this one, you know, they were brought uh, to the market in 2014, <laughs> um, and they're, as John, you mentioned, they're from Colorado. I forget specifically where in Colorado, but from Colorado, uh, and they're not a bourbon. They're actually, they label themselves an American whiskey. Technically, I think by definition, they could fit into a, being a bourbon. I think they do everything what a bourbon does. On the bottle here, they say it says bottled by Tin Cup Whiskey, Denver, Colorado. Okay. Okay. So they're like right in the downtown there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, it's, it's again, much like our Balcones episode the other week. It was, uh, they're named after a little bit after geography, um, mining town. Back in the way back in the 1800s, uh, Tin Cup, Colorado, and of course the tin cups that the miners, at the time at least, would dry uh, drink from. Um, 
of course, back in that day, being a mining town, very violent town, uh, not just because of their uh, tendency to drink a lot of whiskey and everything. <laughs> um, but also, No, people you know, drinking whiskey never get into fights, right? No, <laughs> never happens. Um, of course, also because of a lot of the Indian attacks that would happen in the area. Um, still, since a lot of that area was still semi-settled American West um, for the time. Yeah, and it was ruthless back then. Yeah, a lot more ruthless than today. You needed, yeah. We, we, sometimes we come home from work, we think we need a glass of whiskey. <laughs> they really needed it back yeah. then. Not just you know between the Indian attacks, the mining fatigue, and all the stress that comes with that, and the physical risks that come there. Um, of course, it was also a town that they actually changed the name to Tin Cup. Originally, it was Virginia City, but between okay. like I think a city in Nevada or Utah and a New Jersey city and like so many other cities, they were like, let's just change it so that people know that we're a different town. Um, of course now, unfortunately it's not really a, that much of a town anymore. It's mostly just summer homes for people. Uh, of course a lot of that was because just the mining in that area dried up. Okay. Um, you know, they have a few locals, but mostly summer homes and historic buildings, as I mentioned. Um, of course, they're working on, you know, and Tin Cup's still going strong. Um, their sister company, who actually the co-founder or the founder of Tin Cup also co-founded this other brand, uh, Stranahan's. They use a bit of the Stranahan's juice in Tin Cup. Oh, wow. Uh, along, so it's technically a blended American whiskey, but they use some of the Stranahan's single malt. I think it's their single malt blend, as well as um, some of MGP's. At least initially, MGP's uh, 64 corn, 32 rye, 4 malted barley mash bill. Um, it's aged a minimum of four years. I know that much. And then they end up cutting it with Rocky Mountain spring water to prove down to about 84 proof. Gotcha. Um, you mentioned that it's, uh, you know, an MGP you know, is involved in the distillation and everything. So it sounds like they distill... Uh, tin cup in Indiana and they ship it bit. and then they ship it out and they bottle it in Denver. Yeah. So, yeah. So what they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll distill some of it. At, they use some of what Stranahan's distills out okay. in Denver. Gotcha. Um, cause like I mentioned, the founder of tin cup also co-founded Stranahan's, yeah. which is a little bit tougher. That's kind of the premium brand of the two, if you will. And of course, I'm assuming we're going to be doing a Stranahan's episode. At now, we ha- would have to, right? <laughs> at some point here. Yeah. We'll Perfect. be trying them. Um, so they make they take some of what like you said the the Stranahan's and then they out in Colorado and then they have some distillation done in in Indiana yeah and they, they kinda, combine them yeah they kind of blend them both together um, and then I think it's that I think it's at that point once they get both both the MGP juice and Stranahan's juice then they kind of cut it together and I think that's when they barrel it and that has to be a pretty unique process right doing it in two different locations and then kind of bringing it together. Most brand, most American brands, at least that I know of, don't. Do there are not many brands that I know that are blended American whiskeys. Yeah. Um, so it, it's definitely something that's new. Um, gotcha. For them, uh, of course, both It and Stranahan's um, are owned by Proximo Spirits, who also owns uh, Crack and Rum and Jose Cuervo and eighteen hundred Tequila. Oh well. Um, Although their founder, um, I forget his name, um, but Tin Cup's founder uh, still has a hand in the process because he's been distilling since 
the early 70s, if I recall correctly. Um, of course, unfortunately, as I mentioned, Jess Graber, Jess Graber, the founder okay, yeah. of a 10 Cup. And I actually believe they have his, yeah, Jess Graber, founder. They have his, nest, his name yeah. uh, engraved Etched here it. in the bottle. Yeah. Crazy. It, it, I mean, it's a cool bottle. It's an interesting bottle. For sure. Very and they unique. have the little, you know, mini uh, shot glass version of like a tin cup. Right. Kind of like what you would see um, almost similar to, oh God, what are those? Like the Moscow Mule Cups. Yeah, um, not def- definitely. A little bit straighter version of that. Yeah, well, like a tinier, like sh- more closer to a shot glass version yeah. of that. It's a very unique bottle. Um, it's like almost like an octagon type shape. Yeah. It's got a, and it's got a, all kinds of different things etched into the bottle. You got the tin cup. You got the cut with Rocky Mountain water. They really like that. Yeah. Elevation, it's uh, cut and, and uh, you know, bottled there at the 5,251 feet elevation up there in Denver. And of course, they were, it's plastered with the Colorado, the state of Colorado. I believe it's the state of Colorado, um, like their official symbol. I believe that's what Maybe. the symbol is. I think is. that's a, well, actually, actually maybe I, it's specific to tin cups. I, think, I, that's thought ten, it's their, I uh, think that's tin cups. Because even on their website, they have that on there. I could be entirely wrong about that, but I've seen it a lot on like their website and all the rest of their products that they have that I've seen at least. Um, gotcha. Of course, you know, as I said, similar to Jack Daniels, how technically Jack Daniels could be a bourbon tin cup, but they choose not to for their own reasons. Uh, tin cup technically with everything they're doing could be a bourbon, gotcha. but they're kind of choosing to, say well no we want to label ourselves an american whiskey to be in a different market gotcha yeah that looks like it is unique to 10 cup yeah oh definitely um and they they only have three uh products on the market right now they only have their blended american whiskey which is what we'll be drinking today they also have their rye whiskey which i've been able to find both of which are fairly affordable in the 25 to 30 dollar range price range at least here in cincinnati and then they also have Tin Cup 10-year-old whiskey, which I've seen here sparingly in Cincinnati, but I don't remember um, the price point on that. And I think Tin Cup Rise, they used the 95.5 mash bill from um, MGP, I think, on that, if I recall correctly. And then on the 10-year-old, they use a two-thirds corn, one-third rye mash bill for that. Uh, I've had a chance to have all but that 10-year-old. Both of their are all three of their products except for the ten year old, and they're not too bad. They're fairly good products um, to try. So I think it's worth seeing if John thinks they're a try now too. Absolutely. So you said it, it's actually uh, they could have qualified as a bourbon, but they decided to go in a different direction. As I understand it, yeah, because I think. Do we know why? I think. I think. Just for a marketing purpose, I think gotcha. that's my understanding when I looked all their stuff up. I Just think it was kind of like Jack wanted to be more unique, maybe. Yeah. Um, even, you know, like even though with their charcoal filtering, they could still be a bourbon for yeah. Jack Daniels. I think they kind of chose say, well, no, we're a Tennessee whiskey. We're going to create this entire new category for of whiskey. Sure. And, then, and of course, <clears throat> Tin Cup just steering right into the American whiskey. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, everyone, why don't you guys go ahead and pour yourself a glass of this tin cup American whiskey? Uh, which product are we doing, Andy? We're just doing their blended American, right? Yep, just the blended American today. So if we ever get our hands on the rye or the ten-year-old, we'll of course uh, do a tasting on that. Um, yep. But for now, make sure you get yourself a glass of the blended American and join us. You know, join in with us, and we'll go ahead and uh, get the tasting started here in a minute. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and dive right into our tasting here of the tin cup American whiskey. As always, we're going to start with the nose. 
Very inviting. I like yeah, it. Yeah, very, very inviting. What very inviting, like MGP inviting, mm-hmm. which of course, as we mentioned, you know, they got MGP, so that would make sense. Of uh, course, but it's a little bit more inviting like that. But I'm getting some of the MGP notes that I typically get, like a little bit spiciness, a little bit some nuttiness from it. Um, I get the spices as well. Yeah. I'm but getting a little bit of caramel um, on top of that as well. And yeah, like some very like single malt notes that come from Stanahan's. Yeah, definitely. A lot more deeper notes with it. For, for a nose, that's about exactly what I think you would, ex- would maybe not necessarily accept, expect, but hope for in a, like an 84 proof type yeah. uh, whiskey. It's really not too, too aggressive in any way, but it's still, you know, it's, it's still clearly, you notice those hints of like the Stranahan yeah. and like the M- MGP like combined there. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. And I think that, uh, that spring water definitely helped them out a lot too with the f- right. flavoring to bring out some of those flavors too. It had to have. I, and, and I think they really focused on that because of, you know, like they like to bring that up because of how integral of a part that is in the distillation process. Absolutely. Yeah. Cheers, sir. Cheers. I get a lot more of the nuttiness, some maltiness in there. I'm still uh, getting a lot of the spices. Some, yeah, some spices on the back end there. It's very unique. It's not like a lot of whiskeys I've tasted. Yeah. Um, there's, I, I can't. There's nothing that jumps off, like out of me that I'm it's like very, I very can really thin. compare it to. I think if you talk about like, I haven't had Stranahan's before, so it's very possible it's very similar to that. It reminds me a little bit of like the Dream. Re- the Remus. I think you get some of that yeah. MGP similar connection in there. Yeah. The re- yeah, but the- very unique. Yeah, straining hands. I've had straining hands before. Mm. They're much more maltier, kind of like the. Um, I actually brought over an Irish single malt um, Waterford today for recording, just so John could try it. <laughs> uh, well, prior to us recording, I we tried it. Some of that maltiness in the straining hands uh, comes through on the nose for me, but very much on the taste, it's MGP. <clears throat> flavors that kind of yeah. are very very thin on the aftertaste i get that yeah it is a very light aftertaste there's a lot of different i feel like when you when you're swishing it around in your mouth or you're getting a lot of different flavors a lot of different things are coming at me all at once some spices some 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 fruits um really like i said unique it's i don't think it would be like my first pick if i was going for a non-bourbon whiskey oh, yeah. but um you know i really don't have any complaints with it i love the price tag uh, I like the uniqueness of the flavor and the bottle. I mean, it's one that I would want on my shelf, but yeah. it's not one I would necessarily be drinking it, on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I agree with you there. And this one, I've tried it. I think this one, the best form I've tried yet of it, try it over ice. That's why I find it really, really shines. Oh. Or like do like do something where it's kind of an accent to whatever other, maybe in a cocktail, like an accent to whatever other yeah um, as much as you can make a whiskey an accent at it, least it reminds me a lot of a rye whiskey so if you're someone who's really into but it also has a uniqueness that where it, it, yeah it's not it's very different from rye at the same time kind of i think it has it is because of that mgp uh like th- that mixture between mgp and the stranahan's that's i think why you're getting some of that ryeness to it um which you know i think if you're a rye drinker you're someone who's really into rye, but you want to oh, yeah. maybe branch out a little bit this is a great stepping stone to, to, to go about doing it's, that. Yeah, it's a good introductory one to kind of go from, like you said, like an MGP distilled high rye one to an actual rye. Maybe Absolutely. go into that space. Love the, love the bottle. I think that's a huge selling point, of course. And um, I think it's really going to stand out. Easy easy to hold. I, I, I like everything. Yeah. You know, I like everything about it. It's... Um, 
I think it's just going to get better with time as well. I'm really oh, yeah. excited to see what they're going to what they'll be doing. And they have some cool merchandise too if you ever go to their website. Very good. They have some like cool half zips, quarter zips and stuff like that too. That Absolutely. I liked. Do we know if there's a visitor lo- uh, like center for for uh, 10 cup? I think they have one. I think you can actually I mean, I don't know right now in the era of COVID if you can do it, but I think they have a location out there in Denver that you can go out um, at least to have a visitor center, like a gift shop or something like that, as well as maybe do some tours, I think. Um, gotcha. I think you can at least. Out there out there in Denver. Yep. Very good. All right, folks, that is it from us today. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe, leave a review, and listen to every episode of Distilled Discussions. We really do appreciate your support. Go over to the Instagram account we got going. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Um, share us with your friends. So again, we really do appreciate your support and want to make sure we can keep doing this for you guys. Oh, of yeah. course, we want to grow. We want to add more content on social media. We want to fire up a YouTube page, get the, a video version of this going as well. Uh, and of course, we just we need your guys' support to make all that happen. Uh, so you know, let's uh, let's keep the train rolling. Make sure you pour yourself another glass of tin cup. Uh, Have a great week and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.